You know what I'm saying? I just, that's, that's how I like to do it. You know what I'm saying? My real name is Dexter. <laughs> I got a lot of more diamonds too. I just got new diamonds, by the way. Oh wow, Dexter. <laughs> Baby girl, what you doing with your man? Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast, episode 31. Boys back in town. Mm, Julian, co-host Danny, co-host Justin. Damn, that sounds cool. Like that? I like it. We gotta get that. Boys are back in town. There was a point in time when we would throw a little sound, <laughs> right? When we would throw a little sound clips in there. Hold up, hold up. Let's get back on our bush. <laughs> we can get back on it. We sober this week. Yeah, right? I'm drinking water. High off life. Gotta stay healthy on the pump, bitch. It's a lot of shit going on, that's why. Off the dribble. <laughs> <laughs> off the dribble. Off the dribble. Uh, off the screen, Joel Embiid broke a bone in his face. He's gonna uh, miss two to four weeks of... That kind of jeopardizes the first round, you know, depending on how healthy he'll be, if he'll be ready, you know, will he have to play with a mask? I assume so. I would love to see him playing a mask because, you know, he'd be all over social media with it. Yeah. It'd be a big story. That shit would be fun. That shit would be fun. I mean, it's funny because Markel Fultz finally comes back and then... He looked good too, and he's the guy who hurts. He was he, like jumping up, like blocking shots just straight off vert and shit. Like he's been he looked like he ain't missed a step. It's like he was hitting little, little pull up, hezzy jumbo shots and all that bullshit. Man was balling. Yeah, that one crazy layup that he made look easy. And they say he does that in practice all the time. Like that's how he practices. Like he practices for those shots. Nice. So it's gonna be exciting seeing the three of them. I know it was good to see him back. It was good to see him back. I mean, it's funny because, you know, think about how they could have really made a playoff push had Markel Fultz been playing all season. I mean, I don't know how Bruce Brown. Brett Brown. Brett Brown. I only know that because of 2K. Brett Brown. My, my player got drafted in the sixth. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, you know, he has to figure out a way to implement Markel Fultz full time. In the starting roster, I assume. You know, now they got two point guards. Exactly. And one of them is Magic Johnson, LeBron-esque. I think Fultz could easily play the two. I mean, what is he, 6'5"? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could easily, the way, the way his game is offensively. Because I think Ben Simmons, you definitely want the ball in his ball hand. On ball. Yeah, ball he's ball. a playmaker. So you definitely, yeah, you definitely want the ball in his hand. It's crazy. I remember, you know, a few months before the season started, mm-hmm. Ben Simmons was quoted saying that he's committed to playing the the one. He's like, I'm a point guard, and, you know, that's my position. So I was kind of just like... Well, he can't fucking play anything else because <laughs> he can't shoot the damn ball. I was just thinking, like, Unless you know, he, paint. I didn't think it was that bad, though. Like, he hasn't even attempted more than, what, two threes this year or something? Like and they've only been, like, full court heaves, like, at a buzzer or some shit. Like, he just, he can't score the ball. He'll make like he six or seven. He'll make like seven layups in a and game and some free fouled. throws, but he's not like shooting jumpers and shit. You gotta remember, LeBron was the same type of way. You know, oh three, oh four, oh four. He he was going to the paint way harder. That's why he you know took his team deep in the playoffs, lost to the Pistons that year, which was one of the best teams in NBA history. Um, and so, bright future for the dude. You know, he missed his rookie year foot injury came back this year it looks like he has a lock for rookie of the year Donovan Mitchell's making a strong case but I think production wise and 
consistency on uh, playmaking and you know doing for your team level, I think that Ben Simmons is going to run away with that. It's going to be close. Have. We can actually get into you know some of our end of season awards, I guess, because next week is basically the last week. Yeah. There's like next, there's like, like a week and a half like, left of seven games. Six games left yeah. for yeah. the Heat, at least after tonight. There's only six games left in the regular season for us. So those those awards are right around the corner. Um, if we want to start at Coach of the Year, I know there's a strong case for Dwayne Casey, and I, I respect it. I do respect it. In, in My vote's seeing, for D'Antoni. Yeah. Just, but just seeing what Casey's done with his team and how he implemented a 10-man rotation and how Toronto's bench has been the, big, you know, the biggest story as far as benches in the league, uh, most consistent, and they're young. You know, they're, it's not like they have a Dwayne Wade coming off of their bench. They have, you know, Fred Van Vliet and OG Obinobio, you know, and, and what's 92, Lucas, Lucas Nugaria or whatever. So, you know, just a bunch of role players doing their job and in the system, going hard at work. You got to give praise there, but... Best record in the NBA speaks volumes. Uh, dealing with two high ego all stars, uh, one with high injury rate, being Chris Paul. You know, blossoming Eric Gordon into the player that we all thought he was going to come into the league from Indiana and beat, mm-hmm. to where eight years later he's now flourishing. You know, at the two at the. Backup two, he plays backup, right? He's he's off the bench. Yeah, he's six man. I think he's, he's a six off man. The bench with it because he won six man of the year last yep. year, and he, he fucking turned Clint Capella into a twenty twenty machine, and he's like he's like I don't even know if he can legally drink alcohol yet. <laughs> the man's young as hell. Yeah, so you got to give the respect there to uh, you know D'Antoni. We had guys like Coach Spo last year in mm-hmm. the talks, and obviously Steve Kerr with the best record they had. Uh, but this year, obviously, with nagging injuries that we've seen for KD, uh, Clay now, Steph, you know, early in the year and now, it's just shown that this team is not the same without them, whether it's one of them missing, two of them, or all three of them missing, obviously. But, you know, you wonder if, if this team isn't healthy come playoff time, what happens? But that's for another story. Uh, we can go defensive player of the year. So... We all know Danny's guess, or not guess, but his opinion. I made a strong case for my opinion. Well, not not my opinion, but it's an argument against the Rudy Gobert. Yeah, it's more. Yeah, it's just like if you're gonna go easily Rudy Gobert, um, you know, you can look at Joel Embiid, and and the numbers are there, and they'll show you that he's played way more games than this guy. Uh, The games he has played. Like I said last week, you know, Joel Embiid has been playing in most of the games, and Rudy Gobert had missed. How many games has he missed? Like twenty nine. He missed about forty, I think, or maybe maybe less. I'm not maybe, exactly maybe sure. Maybe around the thirty thirty maybe. range, and and a lot of those were good games. You know, good good teams that he missed out on on having to defend and and lower his numbers possibly. Yeah. That's hearsay, but because he came back and I, I bro, just I the, just the Jazz fucking transformed into this monster that's true of a defense like they they have the best defensive rating in the league right now like their their defensive rating is like 94 mm-hmm. right now which is unheard of in now, the history of the league with me saying this argument and giving you this argument on why 
you know, you could put a Joel Embiid over a Gobert. I don't think you do. Just off the strength of, I think Rudy Gobert is a better defender in general, you know, and, and the mechanics and, and, and his, his timing and, and his knowledge on defense is better than Embiid. And yeah. I don't see who else you get to. He hasn't really missed. To go bear I, I feel you, you know, though. Draymond. Embiid could be a safe pick mm-hmm. for whoever, I guess, picks. I don't right. know if the media does it or coaches. Yeah. but Because it comes down to the fact that Embiid's been healthy and he's been playing mm-hmm. all year. So they could easily go that way and pick Embiid for that reason. But I get what you're saying. And like I said, I mean, I don't see how you don't give it to Gobert just because of, you know, you see the numbers that when he came back and when he has played – you can't, you know, you can't deny that. And two, you know, Draymond Green's not doing it this year. Kawhi Leonard hasn't played in that but nine games this year. And they had like Paul George in the conversation at the beginning of the year, but that kind of and KD as well faltered and, out. And that faltered as well. Anthony uh, Davis too. Mm-hmm. But these are big shot blocking guys. You know what I mean? Making making noise on. It looks nice when it's all stars playing good defense. But when a great defender is playing consistent good defense, that's when you give the reward. Mm. You know, Kawhi Leonard's not playing. Like go, I said, Gobert so got robbed last I think, season. I anyway. think, yeah, I think Gobert is a fair. Yeah, he did. Jeremiah it's going to be either Embiid or Gobert. It's going to be one of them. And I hope, I hope Gobert wins. He deserves. It. He deserved it last year. They gave it to Draymond Green. You know, just because I guess they wanted to clown him. <laughs> you know, who, who was he talking to? Uh, was it Drake? Who was there last year that was making jokes? Drake. It was Drake? Yeah. They had him. Yeah. He was at my house. Drake was hosting the NBA yeah. Awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully he does. That shit was funny. He should do that. He should host that every year. <laughs> he shows it every year. <laughs> they can be old as hell. NBA Awards. 2086. But um, in other NBA news, I know that, like we said, the, the, the Warriors aren't 100% right now. Mm-hmm. Did we miss any awards, by the way? I feel like that was a quick... Well, we we only did defense. Oh, <laughs> and, 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 and coach of the year. Yeah, coach of the year. Okay, so backtrack. Six man. Six man of the year. Justin, you want to start off? I think it's Eric Gordon again. I mean... I can see him. Yeah, because he definitely leads... I mean, that's a big role to, to take when you go on the court. You're not necessarily replacing... Um, James Harden and Chris Paul, obviously, but you have to kind of keep that momentum going. Like, you have to keep the stride going. Mm-hmm. So, I definitely give it to him. I mean, and plus, he's, it's hard, it's kind of hard for a shooter like that to stand out amongst. I mean, he's definitely top three shooter that they have on the team, if not the second yeah. best shooter. But even with that said, leading that second unit, you still have shooters out there with him. You have uh, Ariza, you have a Ryan Anderson. You have Gerald Green has come on late and, you know, made it. And even, well, I can't say P.J. Tucker, but P.J. Tucker, I mean, he's there consistently <laughs> kind of. I thought you were just going to say he's there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't, I can't say he's like a He's sharp. a gritty defender as well, too, you know. I like, but, I like, but like, I like he, looking for what shoes he's wearing on the court. He's always, like, he'll ball yeah, out there. But I'm saying, like, he makes, like, his open shots. So, like, they still have shooters, but no, he definitely stands out amongst everybody in that second unit. So I kind of get a given. By the way, we did rookie of the year too. It's not like we only yeah, did yeah, but we did three of them. <laughs> on your on your point, I do. You know, Eric Gordon. It's kind of like 
two and three would be down here, and Eric Gordon's kind of separated from the pack, especially with being on James Harden and Chris Paul's team uh, to still, you know, have a very noticeable impact. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like James Harden, we'll get to this, but let's get it right. He's the MVP this year, and his hands down at this point, in my opinion. Um, and you want to look at a respectable way, you know, you can go LeBron or whatever, but just numbers wise. So the fact that you're going to have the MVP and the sixth man of the year, that means that he's coming in and doing numbers. He's doing numbers. And potential coach of the year. It, That's just a fucking testament to how Maury built this fucking team, bro. But if they don't win the finals, what are they saying? What, you know, fucking award show. I mean, the. This year is literally is their crazy. chance yeah. to make a fucking run. This is Chris Paul's last chance. We if if that curse is real, if they don't make it past the fucking Well, I think it's safe to say that Chris Paul's finally gonna break that streak and he's finally gonna make a Western conference right. finals at least. But yeah, no, it's definitely now or never. I mean, you got guys like you know, Lou Williams who were hot. Back in the beginning of the season, for all Clippers break. have been playing pretty good. Uh, I know that they didn't trade him away, did they? Lou will. Yeah. No, they signed him to an extension. Okay. They gave him. Remember the three-year, twenty-four million. Yeah, yeah. We, we were we that. were comparing it to <laughs> Tyler Johnson's contract. How we could have two and a half Lou Williams for one Tyler Johnson per that, per year. That did happen. Yes. I think if if Jordan Clarkson would have started this year with the Cavaliers, he'd be. A top three candidate for six men of the year. Who's our six man? You go Tyler Is or it James or James Johnson. Well, James. Oh, but Spo changes the starting yeah, lineup too much to have like a definite to, six man. Yeah, that's just how that's Spo's coaching style. And I mean, you yeah, know, with injuries mind. happening to us. Yeah. And we have a deep rotation, so it's not like we're running. You know, Spo played pockets. everybody tonight. Exactly, yeah. Everybody got at least ten minutes tonight. I was looking at the uh, box score. Nice. Everybody got minutes. Whiteside came back tonight. Whiteside got twenty. Bam came back. Whiteside had four assists. <laughs> I mean, I hate that's that, beast that's mode. Celebration that's beast mode. It is. I was like, ooh. <laughs> I love when Whiteside gets assists, especially four. That might be like his career high. I don't know. Shout out to. Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, Grant Hill. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to get into the MVP, MVP conversation. I think that's a, a, a done with James Harden. Do you it's, agree? it's Harden. It's Harden. Okay, that's fair enough. Cause no I, disrespect to LeBron. But no, of it's, course, never disrespect to LeBron. LeBron is the best player in the world. We also do have most improved player. Most improved. Most improved mm. Ooh. Which I think it's between, I have a favorite, but it's between two. Victor Oladipo and Clint Capella. Shit. The Rockets could have most improved then, too. <laughs> no, nah, I don't think nah. you Clint Capella. If Capella's um, dropping 20 It's like 20 an honorable mention. It's like an honorable mention. They'll probably give it to Vic. But you Victor Oladipo is putting numbers up. And, and that seems like a good come, choice for it. You know, it's funny. We, we were looking at, you know, Paul George coming to OKC. And don't get me wrong, he's having a solid solid season and, and shooting really good from three-point, playing really good defense this year, um, helping the Thunder be what they are. But Victor Oladipo just, first of all, he got tossed to OKC. Now he got tossed to Indiana, where we thought he got tossed to the Wolves, really. And he's made this team a you know fourth, fourth seed contender in the Eastern Conference. And that's really just off of 
him bringing his game and making everybody around him better because that team was in a horrible state last year. And, you know, they were looking at a 4-0 sweep versus Cleveland, one seed versus the eight seed, or two seed versus the seven seed because Boston had the one seed last year. Yeah. But the seven seed and the eight seed were uh, Chicago and and um, the Pacers, and mm-hmm. they were like half game apart. So for what Victor Oladipo is doing this year and how he's literally leading that team, um, little case for Kemba Walker. I, I throw some respect his way. I, I think he's just getting better every year. Didn't and he already win Most Improved one year? He might have won it. Or am I thinking of a different? I don't. No, that I was. Don't um, so. that, I don't think so. That was like one of the awards for like character or something like uh, like off the court okay. uh, charity work. Yeah, nicest nicest guy in the league. I f- Michael Bennett. Bro, Kemba's one of those dudes. I'm a, I'm gonna look at Kemba and I'm gonna be like, damn, he's 24 years old for like the, his his entire career. <laughs> yeah, right. He's like that dude. I'm a shout out to him though because he became the Hornets all time leading scorer. Yep. He passed Del Curry. Yes. So shout out to Kemba. And that's big. You know, you're you're playing on you're playing for Jordan. Like, to have that on your shoulders as, you know, you've been this, the franchise guy for how long and how many other guys have they really brought in to help you? You know, we thought Nick Batum was a good pickup from Portland. And what has he really done? You know? Rich Cho kind of fucked that team, yeah. throwing out throwing those contracts around. Yeah, They got, like, Marvin Williams making over 20 mil a year. Did they really need to draft Frank Kaminsky? They, you know, like, little things. They got fucking motherfucker I wanted. I mean Malik, Malik Monk. Malik yeah, Monk. I, don't, I haven't even heard his name this year. I forgot he played. They the don't give him any PT. I forgot he. I mean, I'm glad we got Bam, obviously, but I wanted Monk. Okay, Justin, are there any more awards that I'm missing? No, I think all NBA defense. Josh Richardson. <laughs> he has to make an all NBA defense team this At year. Least he has to. He's the next D Wade defensively when it comes to shot blocking. But he's a better defender than Wade, obviously. But he leads the league in blocks for players six six and, and under. Like he He gets it in. No, he's hustling every play on the defensive side. Spo says it like after every fucking game. He's like, Bro, how are you how are you guys not talking about Josh Richardson for all NBA D? So I, I need to see him make make a team this year. Probably not first, but season. definitely second. Although I can't think of a shooting guard playing better defense than him. Right. So, maybe, maybe, maybe. And with that, you know, NBA season, like I said, is, is pretty much coming to a close. Regular season. About two weeks um, left. We're going to try to get ready for these playoffs. And um, it should be fun. It should be an awesome first round all around, mm-hmm. West and East, uh, one through eight. I think, obviously, you know, like a Toronto versus Milwaukee. No, I mean... I just want to see Giannis play in the playoffs. Didn't they play last year? They played last year, and Toronto handled them. Yeah. Handled them. Yeah. So, I think that it'll be a, you know, probably like a a five, maybe six games here, but it'll probably go five. Milwaukee might take one. Yeah. They might. But we'll let basketball cool off right now, let these guys finish it up. And we got this Final Four to talk about where Loyola of Chicago – Woyowa. Woyowa. It was noise. Chicago. It was noise. Um, they don't know how to lose. And no. they've just fought their way defensively to the Final Four. And now they have a chance to play Michigan, beat Michigan, and play the winner of Kansas and Villanova in San Antonio for the national championship. What is that, next Monday? They're 40 minutes of basketball away 
from playing in the national championship game. And that game, by the way, is going to be on Saturday, the 31st. So while you're hearing this, uh, you're going to know what we're talking about. Because <laughs> them boys can ball. It was cool. I was telling you guys that they stayed at the same hotel as the Oklahoma City Thunder because they're in town playing the Spurs tonight. And West, Russ, West of Westbrook. <laughs> Russell Westbrook uh, pulled up in a black Escalade, you know, to the front of the hotel and basically just got out of the car and started talking to the team. It was like, listen, you guys got to go win it, you know, and just giving them words of advice. And they said it was so, like, cool to see their idol just be such a cool down-to-earth person and whatnot. So that, I'm sure, you know, got got a little fire under them where they, they feel like, you know, they, they have something to lose if they lose and they're going to let people down. So they're running with that, that blessing that the sister's giving them. The fact that they made it this far even is just crazy. Like, that's what I love about March Madness. Yeah, you usually get them and they're like, all right, they're like Sweet 16 or maybe Elite 8 knocked out. But it's like, and this isn't like they're like surviving. Like they're, they're like they're winning the game. Mm-hmm. Like who hit the big time shot last week? You know what I'm saying? Like, like this shit's not a fluke. Not at all. And, and if they win this game, it'll prove that it's 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 one destined and two real because Michigan is a really good team and they've been playing really good throughout this tournament. We saw what they did to Florida State, mm-hmm. who is a very athletic and fast defensive team, um, and they really just tore them up. They couldn't keep them. <laughs> they couldn't even hit a three against Michigan. So if Loyola Chicago comes out and and you know gives Michigan that work and and just they need to keep it a low game, you know, sixty five, sixty points. And I think they have a good chance of beating Michigan this weekend. No, it's going to be a very defensive game, very physical game, mm-hmm. which I'm looking forward to. Michigan's fun, too. They have a they have a, a lot of characters on their team. They got that big white kid. Yes. A, Both of them. Yeah. Both the big white dudes. Yeah. There's some characters. You're right. It's, that's March Madness. It's, it's, it brings a kid out of you. And, I mean, they're still kids. Don't get it wrong. But, you know, it's a serious business right here. They're in San Antonio for a chance to win a championship. Like, Loyola Chicago – First of all, wasn't even heard of by half the people watching the tournament right now. Secondly, at the beginning of the year, it's Duke, Arizona, Kansas, Villanova, you know, maybe North Carolina, Kentucky, Kentucky, like Kentucky's like the can they win with these freshmen and and all that, you know, just to be able to get a chance to finally just make it in the tournament. I think they got in on like a last second play or something like that or or a win that they needed to get in. They got in and they fought their way in and and now they're here, you know, at the front gates like, what's up? So six o'clock, tune in on Saturday. And then after that, we're going to watch Villanova take on Kansas in a really good point guard matchup. uh, You know, Devontae Graham. His yes. senior year versus, uh, help me out here, uh, Jesus, Jordan Brunson. Jalen. Jalen Brunson. Yeah. I knew I was. Jalen Brunson. Thank you. Uh, both seniors, both playing in the biggest game. Well, not the biggest game of Brunson's career because he actually won that national championship. Mm. Uh but it's it's technically the biggest game now, you know, like present time. Because uh, after this, that's it. Senior exactly. year, there's no more chances. Like who, who's to say he's even going to go to the league and make it? You know what I mean? Like this is and Devontae Graham, I, you could say the same about because, you know, he's not the biggest guy. He's a really good. He's a really good college point guard, and I think he's one of those 
really good college players where I don't know if he's going to have a great, uh, you know, success rate in the league. I don't think he has a high ceiling, but I'm not going to put a ceiling on him. I think he's a good player, and I hope he, you know, does the best. And then we got the guy, Makai Luke, who literally drained all my energy last Sunday when he hit that three to tie it up and send it to overtime because had he closed out a little harder, he might have missed the shot. Anyways, he put his team up in a chance to to compete for a national championship, and that's what it's all about, win or lose. I mean, it's going to be a good tournament. You can keep saying the same thing every episode. You can say it every year because every year it's excitement and it's it's down-to-the-wire action with these games. So um, if you guys want to do a prediction, I'm going to go Loyola with the upset. Oh. Villanova takes care of business. And then yeah, they'll meet in the national championship. We'll get into that next week. Who you got? Mm. I'm taking Kansas. But, oh, I don't know. Yeah, me and Danny were talking I, about this earlier. No, it was a fan favorite for sure, and that's why you know majority of me is rocking with them. Don't I just I just don't want to pick Michigan and Loyola like win, and then they're like, yeah, fuck you. But it's like you kind of you kind of been doubting not you in general, but you you doubt Loyola every game because it's like, all right, it ends here. All right, let's see if they can do it again. And it's like, no, we got to look at this team like Michigan, Villanova, and Kansas. They're in the Final Four, and they beat the teams that they had to beat fair and square, uh, you know, by by some good margins. And they beat some good teams. They beat University of Miami. They beat Florida State. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, they beat a Nevada team. Was it them that, that knocked off Nevada? Yeah. Who, who was really hot. Those twin brothers who I've never heard of till the tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, they were actually putting work in, and, and Loyola hit that dagger. That was that was a game that they hit the dagger. And they, and they beat Kansas State. And they beat Kansas State. So, well, I'm I'm picking Loyola for the story. It's going to yeah. be Loyola versus Kansas. I'm trying to see this underdog go against one of the historically great college basketball programs mm-hmm. in the national title. Because to be honest, is it even like an upset if it happens at this point anymore? Right? It's They've like, shown they deserve to be exactly. there. You Michigan can't even, actually hit a game-winner buzzer-beater three. The one against Houston. Yeah. yeah. You know, with like literally no time left. And they escaped out of there by a freshman who gets 10 minutes a game. So, you know, to, to, to talk about upset, I think it's – I think it's There's four teams yeah. left, and they're one of them. Top four teams play, and then and whoever wins is, is deserving of the spot. You know what I mean? Loyola's about to be ranked going into the next season. Shit, <laughs> 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 they'll take 11. <laughs> like, yo, we was 11 in the tournament. Let us get 11. Um, yeah, so there's that. But who do you who do you take? I take Loyola beating Michigan. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think they're going to pull it out. Like I said, it's going to be physical. It's going to be defensive. And that's definitely to Loyola's strength. So I got them beat Michigan. And I'm going to take Villanova beating Kansas. I like their style of basketball. I like the way they're playing. So, yeah, I'm gonna, I think they're more of a not, – not take nothing against Kansas, but I think the way they're playing now, they're more cohesive right. than Kansas. So, yeah, I think it's going to be Loyola and Villanova. And, I mean, Brunson didn't win, you know, player of the year for no reason mm-hmm. today. Congratulations to him. You know, he's really, he's really, really good. And, and you saw single-handedly how last week versus uh, – Help me out. Villanova just beat... Uh, Texas A&M? Oh, no, Texas Tech. No. Last week. Who did they play? Yeah, t- they beat Texas, Tech, Texas to, Tech. Yeah, to go into the Final Four. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm sorry for telling you. 
<laughs> but you saw at the end of the game, it came down to, you know, who makes the most buckets. And Brunson was coming down the stretch and, and tough layups. Uh, I feel like that Texas Tech game was two weeks ago, but whatever. He's like, I know this said you're right, but it's like, yeah, I'm are still, you right? I'm still kind of. We don't yeah. fact check, but. <laughs> you're right. You're right. All right. All right. You're right. West Virginia was the game that Brunson again took over yes. for the end of the game against one of the the best point guard defender on West Virginia. You know what I'm saying? Um, Jerron Carter, and there's that. So NFL time. There's a lot of NFL shit to talk about. New rule changes. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. We definitely got to get into that. NFL owners passed a rule to eliminate the requirement that teams kick an extra point or go for two after a score at the end of regulation. There's now no reason to clear the field and pull players out of the locker room for a meaningless kneel down. They probably saw that shit at the Super Bowl or um, the Vikings game. The Vikings yeah, game. the Vikings game. My bad. And um, you, can't, you can't get mad at the players for that. I mean, it's just Some of them probably already emotion. took their pants off and shit. <laughs> right. You gotta make them put that shit back on and get out there. Any hit made with the crown of the helmet is now an automatic 15-yard penalty. Um, they vo- they voted unanimously. Like, it's the, the new catch rule. Mm. All 32 owners. <laughs> They're like, we need <laughs> that shit. Because people got tired of that. It's like, the, the fi- it, hap- it literally happens every week. Mm-hmm. It happened every week. The definition of a catch changed, 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 changed every changed. week. So I'm glad that they finally sorted that out. That was the biggest one that they had to change. And the crown of the helmet, it's like, how do you even it's tackle? It's so iffy to me. How do you even tackle? Because I agree wholeheartedly with, with uh, what Richard Sherman said. It's going to lead to more lower extremity injuries. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I mean, you're going to have more torn meniscus, ACL, MCL injuries. Ankles like. And- and those are the hardest injuries to come back from. Like, so I don't, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, just, it's like they fix one thing in order just to right. mess up something like else. Two steps forward, three steps exactly. back. We're going to see that. They're trying to, they said that if, if the injury rate doesn't go down for kickoffs, that they might just eliminate kickoffs in general. But, so if you look at, like, eliminating kickoffs, that's that tarnishes the game in the sense of, you know, now... Okay, you get you get a touchdown scored on you with 45 seconds left, one timeout, and you now have to take the ball from the 25 yard line. Like I have to take the ball from the 25 yard line instead of having my All Star Pro Bowl kicker turner maybe get us to the 50, maybe take it to the house, maybe get us to the 35. And we've seen how big of a role special teams plays. Injuries are part of the game, and unfortunately, that's not going to change. The game is getting faster. It's going to get a little worse, and that's just what comes with it. The players know what they're signing up for. They know that, you know, they fell in love with this game when they were kids, and and they've had to talk. You know, obviously, the ones that know that they're taking this to the next level had to talk with their family members, and I'm sure their family members have let them know, listen, this game is is not, you know, it's, it's not for fun. This is your life now. And and you're you're really just a warrior going to the battlefield every time you go to practice, go to the game, and they're doing it a lot. It, sadly, a lot of kids are doing it because they love football, but mainly they need the money. You know what I mean? Football is all they have. So you think he really cares about 
a kickoff return play that he might get hurt over when his mom is eating good, you know what I'm saying? His, his family is out of a situation that he was in for the last 17 years of his life, you know? So I think changing the game too much because of injuries is, is a little, like, I don't, want, I don't want to use a big word and disrespect, but I, I don't like it that much. I, mean, I feel like injuries are up ever since I started making all these fucking rules. Everybody's <laughs> been getting hurt more. Yeah, right. You want to know what I think the biggest cause for injury is? Thursday night football. That's another cause. Yeah. Why? Another cause. They're looking at all the rules when it's been publicly stated yeah. by coaches, players, players, to have to do a quick turnaround like that. Not one person on any NFL team fucking likes Thursday night football. Because they know you can't prepare for a football game like that, 60 minutes of like hard physical contact like that, for four days or three days after you just played on Sunday. Like these rule changes, and you need your don't travel days and all that shit. And like players don't come out and say like, you know, why aren't you know why aren't at the owners meeting? Why aren't they switching the kickoff rule? Why aren't they you know making the game safer? They're literally complaining about. That and why do we have to play Sunday and then Thursday? So the fucking league can make more money. That's that's all. That's all it's and about. It's, it is way too deep. It's it's way too deep with the contracts the NFL has and everything for that to even change. So it's kind of a lost cause arguing about it. But it's just sad, you know. That, like you said, they'll move up five steps and move back seven. That and then the 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 uh, the London games. How many, yeah. how many games are played in London seem to be increasing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's money. It used to be one, and now it's like four. <laughs> and now there's like, well, there's one. You're like taking home games away from from the fans of the home team. I put it this way: I don't like them, regardless, and especially for that reason. You know what I mean? If you're a season ticket holder, that one game matters. You don't have to go to seven instead of eight. Yeah. Not only that, but I was so and I, I was pissed when I found out that they had. And it was the Dolphins' home game that they had the Jets-Dolphin game in London. Mm-hmm. How do you put a rival game yeah. in across overseas? Yeah. Like the Saints-Dolphins game over there? Understandable. I mean, it's a random And everybody game. over there, they're wearing Raiders, fucking Dolphins. Steelers jerseys anyway. Yeah. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. Honestly, the solution for hey, Thursday just, night I'm football... I'm not going to let you tell me that that's the reason the Jets killed the Dolphins that year, but go ahead, Danny. Oh, no, that's not the reason, but I'm just saying, like, it's like, how do you put, like... Those games matter. Those games matter more so than other games. Like you have to win. Everything sure. starts within the division. For sure. And to put a game like that over, it just it didn't make no sense to me. If they did Thursday night football, and the teams that played on Thursday had a bye week the previous week, there you go. That's your solution. Yeah. That's your solution because then they get eight or nine days until the, the following week. Okay, listen. NFL cares, but they don't care. <laughs> it's, oh, no, literally, it's, it's literally so fucking simple. I don't understand how it's so hard for them. Oh, no, they care. They care about the money. Le'Veon Bell out here subtweeting. Mm. Puts a picture of him fixing his uh, little headband with braids. And uh, he said, it's so hard to be a hero in a city that paints you with two U's. Like a girl telling you know, she loved you. You. Like you. <laughs> So he said, it's so hard to be a hero in a city that paints you out to be the villain. What should Steelers fans take from that? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> to be honest, that's how I felt when the whole thing with um, Ndamukong Sue went down, when he started talking. Okay, about- we're talking about Ndamukong Sue and Le'Veon Bell 
Um, Le'Veon Bell, to me, is clearly the best running back in football. The problem, and then Dominican Sue now on the tail end of his career, not being the best at his position. The only way you can kind of compare it is that, you know, defensive tackle is, is a very valuable position and the running back position is very replaceable. So it's like, you know, you, you how do you feel throwing that money at Le'Veon Bell? I'm looking at an aspect of do you want to play there or not? That's how I look at it. It's really do you want to play anywhere or not? Because regardless of where he goes, he's want, he has a price. He has a price that he feels he's worth. And he's going to play, but he... You know, he, he wants to put this front on that he's not going to play for less than what he feels he's worth. And on, on a standpoint, I do understand where he's coming from because, like, we were just getting into with the injuries and, the, you know, how fast this game is. He's putting his life on the line, and, you know, he, he went through his rookie deal. He's been humble. You know, when it comes time to pay a guy, you got to pay the guy. But let's also look at how many seasons he had to deal with suspensions for smoking weed. Yeah. Yeah. There was two seasons, yeah. wasn't it back to back seasons that he had yeah. missed the first four games? Yeah. So I mean you gotta look at that too. Rap sheet. Exactly, you gotta look at that too. Now I'm not saying Steelers paying, what are you guys doing? I'm not. Because of things like that, because of what I just said about how running backs can be replaced, you know, pretty easily now. Mm-hmm. Nowadays in the NFL, these college running backs are coming out of nowhere. Um so in my in my opinion, I think Le'Veon Bell needs to take a little bit, you know, tone it down a little bit, and kind of try to find winning uh, common ground with the Steelers. He needs to realize that right now, he's on a team that has a chance at the Super Bowl every year for the last four years, five years. And if they keep this team and have him, granted, if they had Ryan Shazier going in the next year, they'd be a Super Bowl contender again. Um, but with that big hole in the defense. You know, are they going to really win? No. I don't know if he's looking at it like that. I feel like he's looking at it if he plays, they have a chance to win the Super Bowl. But $14.5 million a year for a running back, it's pretty pricey. That's <laughs> pretty pricey. We're not talking about Odell Beckham. We're not talking about Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, you know, one of these guys, Gronkowski, whatever. We're talking about... And, not that, that's, Bell. that's Devontae Adams' back. money. That's Devontae yeah. Adams' money. We just gave Devontae 14 and a half yeah. mil. It's just the running back position. Like That's Sue money. Alvin they Kamara, gave Sue 14 Alvin mil. Kamara is a fourth-round pick. Kareem Hunt, fourth-round pick. Jay mm-hmm. uh, Ajayi, fourth-round pick. Jordan Howard was a fifth-round pick. Aaron Jones. Fifth-round pick. Jamal Williams, fifth-round pick. So you can find starting running backs late in the draft. David Johnson was even like a yeah fourth or something. You can get replaced like that at running back. Mm-hmm. There's too much talent out here to be fucking trying to pull shit like that. So I, and I just think it's a bad look. You know what I mean? It's it's so distracting to the team. Everybody's thinking: Is he gonna show up? Is he gonna come? Is he not? Is he is he gonna hold out? How long is he gonna hold out for? And that's my other thing. He's made everything so public. So it's kind of like... You're bringing it upon yourself. Exactly. And, and then it's like you, you want to tweet stuff like this. Like Aaron Donald didn't tweet none of this stuff when he was holding out. And what did he do? He held out. He's like, listen, I'm not coming back until we figure this shit out. Because my position is not replaceable like these other dudes. Like I'm the best in the business mm-hmm. when it comes to defensive tackle. Like, And it's by a large margin. It's not even close. Like, the Rams have one of the best defensive lines because of him, not because of their defensive line. So, you know, 
it's, it's just not comparable in their sense. So I do see where Aaron Donald, and like like we were saying, the reason I brought him up is because he wasn't public about it. He wasn't going on interviews, you know, calling, tweeting at NFL Network. Uh, uh, so, And that's my challenge. thing. It's like you're saying, you're talking about the city and how they're, but like the city really wouldn't know anything unless you're putting the things exactly. out there. So, I don't know, it's the way, like you said, it's the way he's going about it. It's kind of like the same thing with Odell at this point. The way it, Speaking of which, I don't even know if the rumors are true if they're trying to trade him. I hear you hear baloney over here. You hear it over there. Well, they have to. They have. I mean, if I'm the Giants, I'm just. I'll let everybody know. Like, listen, we asking for a high price for this guy, and whoever wants him can can offer. You know, and we'll see if it works. Because what do the Giants have to lose in entertaining trade offers? Nothing. I mean. At the end of the day, Odell Beckham is a problem, you know, as far as who he is outside of football. But then it's like, this guy's still a top four wide receiver when healthy, and it's undeniable. And he's doing this with the Giants, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let him play for uh, Andrew Luck, let him play for uh, Aaron Rodgers, let him play for Matthew Stafford, let him play for Drew Brees. Carson Wentz, you know, the list goes on. Kirk Cousins even, maybe, you never know. This guy can can go to the Hall of Fame off of his skills. But his Terrell Owens-like antics is what's really separating him and his locker room. So when it comes time to pay this guy, are, are the Giants going to be the team to pay him? Like, do you feel like they should ask for the hometown discount because of what he's put them through? Or the put through through discount, you know what I mean? Is is there gonna be a team that leaps fast as hell to, to throw him a bag and try to change his you know his ways? Well, I think for them, if you're gonna do it at all, then now would definitely be the best time to do yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Because you have to get something for them. Well, you're saying a trade, right? Mm-hmm. They get a bunch of draft picks and just start rebuilding. To start. Yeah, I mean. You know, they have to have a high asking price for them because you're not going to say, you know, we want at least this. You're, you're setting the bar too low. You have to set the bar high and see who throws you the highest bid. And if it works for you, then, you know, you can think to put jump. But if not, you still have Odell Beckham. I'm know? just saying the Packers have the most picks out of any team this year. We got 12. Yeah, got so like maybe compensation maybe Goot can throw a little package together and see what's good. Um, I don't know. I mean, I told you guys before we started recording, if I'm the Browns, I'm giving up that first overall and that fourth overall. I'm, I'm calling the line. I'm calling the Giants. I'm saying, give us Odell and the second overall pick, and you can have number one and number four. And call it a wrap. I just don't think the Giants – I don't think that's the smartest thing the Giants can do because it's like you have the number two pick and you have Odell Beckham. Now you can choose to pay Odell Beckham draft this number two pick, work with that, fill your holes through free agency throughout the you know next year maybe, and, and you obviously still have some draft picks coming this year. Uh, fill out through the draft and then next year maybe free agency, and you might be pretty good to go. Uh, if you think about drafting, you know, one and four, you know, you're still looking at a few more years till you're even back in playoff contention, depending on how these players who do they draft that? My bad. Who do they, who do they draft that one and four if the Giants get one and four? The Giants go quarterback and so best one. available. 
You definitely get quarterback, and then you try to get Saquon. Because, I mean, like I said, Jonathan Stewart. But it's like a team like the Giants. It's like a team like the Colts. Like, there's holes everywhere. So, why do you jump so fast for Saquon, but you don't jump so fast for a Bradley Chubb, who's who's a huge presence on the edge, which sets the tone in the NFL. You know, getting to the quarterback is more important than rushing for 100 yards in a game. Because if you have 100 yards rushing, but you got sacked six times, I'm pretty sure it's not going to really pan out for you well. You know what I mean? Well, because if you're going to bring in a new quarterback, I mean, the run game is the quarterback's best friend, besides, obviously besides offensive line. But then you're still stuck on defense, so you're hoping that Saquon and their quarterback are going to put up 40 points a game? Well, I mean... In the first two years of the the, the the holes, I think the holes on offense are more... It's outside. the line. I think they're, they're more prominent on offense than they are defensively. Like, what if the Giants get 1-4 and they go Bradley Chubb... Quentin Nelson. That's not the worst thing. You that'd know what lit. I'm saying? That's pretty that'd be structural. Lit. Yeah, that'd be That's lit. like foundation right there. I mean, to be honest, with one and four for anybody, whether it be Giants or Cleveland, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to mess that up, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, you can just pretty much... The first the first pick, you take what you need. Yeah. And then fourth pick, you're pretty much in position you to take, take best, best available. What they, and you know now... Two, well, no, yeah, two. If that goes, to, if that were to go to Cleveland, two would be quarterback, and three at New New York goes quarterback. You know, so you know that you're really you're still gonna have your draft board alive because these top five, you know, these teams in the top five really want quarterbacks, and it's a quarterback heavy first round. So it's pretty interesting. Another NFL news. Shaquem Griffin invited to the draft after they no one even knew if he was going to get invited to the combine and he's got a 38 inch vertical leap that's a monster does that mean they think he's going like first two first three rounds I mean you can think what you want but reality is reality and he could be sitting in there all night hopefully they got cool AC because the NFL draft is ruthless and teams are going to get what they really need Mm-hmm. And they're not going to sit there and play the, oh, you know, we felt bad for this guy and he had a nice combine and it's a great story. You know, we don't care about the story. We want to see, you know, what you're really going to do. And, I mean, at the end of the day, it's no disrespect, but, you know, one, having one arm can't affect your play. And, and this is a total different game in college football. And I don't want to take it away from Griffin. And I'm not. I'm just saying, you know, other teams can look at it like, you know, it's a disability, you know what I mean? And, and we saw that you're fast in the combine, and, but we have tape of you at UCF. And, you know, are you a top five linebacker coming out of the draft? I don't know. You know what I mean? That's the thing. I think he's going to have to change his position from linebacker to defensive end, I think. I think he's getting drafted 100%. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Because I think it would be, be way easier for him to, to translate to defensive end in the NFL. Having to worry about just rushing the quarterback as opposed to yeah, exactly. coverage and stuff like that. Because to be honest, you can just – we've seen yeah, plenty of players just, just wrap up the club mm-hmm. and just go to work. Start whacking them. But it's a nice gesture of the NFL to uh, you know invite him to the draft. I saw a picture of him today um, standing with – Two kids, two young kids, two fans, and both of them had uh, prosthetic arms. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they're 3D printed prosthetic mm-hmm. arms, yeah. Wow. 
shouldn't look like Iron Man. <laughs> it's just dope. Like, yeah, fucking, it's just dope. Man. He's he's an inspiration for those kids, you know. And he's out of UCF. I mean, you know. What I'm I saying? know. It's Florida, so hopefully, you know, I wish him well in his NFL career. Now, another draft prospect had his pro day, Lamar Jackson, another Floridian, mm-hmm. literally Brown <laughs> County. Uh, My dog. Born and raised. Lamar Jackson had his pro day. He said, fuck running a 40. He didn't run the 40. Uh, he said, y'all know I'm quick. He took snaps under center. I'm a quarterback. Yeah, and that, that to me just tells that tells me that Lamar Jackson is like, listen, you, you don't need to worry about my legs. Like, we've seen what I can do in college with my legs. You saw how fast in the game I am, and you saw how hard it is for them to even tackle me when they have a chance. What I want to show you guys and what you guys really need to open your eyes is that I can throw from under center. I can throw over him. I can throw the post. I can throw this. You know, my arm is just as good as these dudes that they're projecting top five. Mm-hmm. You know, a Josh Allen. You know, a Baker Mayfield. And I don't Josh know. Rosen. None of them got a Heisman. You know? I'm just saying. None of them got a Heisman. None of them are rushing for fucking 2,000 yards with double-digit touchdowns. That's facts. <laughs> While throwing for 3,000 more and 30 touchdowns. Like, I respect, I respect uh, you know, Lamar Jackson for declining that 40. Oh, I love it. Hell yeah. Like I love it. Because he practically said something along the lines of, a 40-yard dash, it doesn't show, like, how I perform at, like, game speed. Exactly. Like, when you're actually in the game, there's, like, no correlation. Because if you give that to the media, you're just giving them something to be like, okay, well, in his 40, you know, and now we're looking at this. No, focus on what I need to focus on. I'm a quarterback. I'm going to be drafted as a quarterback, and I'm going to play in the NFL as a quarterback. So we're going to look at my arm mm-hmm. and, and the throws I can make. He probably you know, runs I mean? a 4-3 anyway. We don't need to For see all we fucking He's fast know. as hell. Or like a 3-9. And it doesn't matter. He's hard to tackle. <laughs> it doesn't matter how fast he is. He's like Alvin Kamara at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. So, Damn, that's a good comparison. Like he should be a draft pro- uh, draft prospect. Or draft uh, analyst. Right? Or a scout. How about this? Alden Smith has been issued another warrant for his arrest after missing another court date. This might be arrest warrant number 62. For Alden Smith since he, <laughs> since he turned 19. No, it's, it's just sad, man. It's like this dude, first of all, Alden Smith was one of the best pass rushers in the league five years ago. Yeah. Is it like all domestic violence? Like, or, it's, or it, drinking? Well, no, he had, like, I, drinking he and said shit. A bomb, he said bomb at the airport. He had, uh, <laughs> yeah, like what? shit like that. <laughs> Like, that's the shit you learn not to do in, like, fourth grade. After 9-11, you don't say bomb in the airport. So, I mean, and then, no, that was John Jones. Him and John Jones basically remind me of each other. Oh, don't even get me started on that. Potential out the roof and then just brain and and it's just fried. Like, all the drugs just fried the brain. Alden Smith had a, a video on Twitter, I think, smoking weed. I think that was him with his girlfriend. It's just sad to see, you know, a guy that needs help. Obviously not getting the help he needs. I want to know where his family is. Like, Speaking of getting help and on the path of redemption, Johnny Football was at the Texas A&M Pro Day. All 32 NFL teams were in attendance. Now, 
Does Johnny Football get his second shot? Then I think someone will pick him up. Oh my god, get the I think New England's gonna pick him up. Get the fuck out of here. I did hear rumors of that. They were at the San Diego State Pro Day. They were one of 12 teams, along with the Browns. The Browns might draft them again. I don't know. Well, but. Robert Kraft just said it's obvious we have to draft another quarterback soon. So I don't know if that tells you we're not looking to sign any free agents looking to come back to the NFL they can, after this. Some team could bring Johnny in for cheap. It's not he, about the price. He's just he trying to prove himself. Exactly. He's just trying to prove himself. So he'll go anywhere that'll give him a shot. But, I mean, you look at that guy, man, and he's just it's a mess. That's a messy situation that you're, you're tying your hands to if you sign him to a contract. And He seems to be in a good spot, though, mentally. He does, but, I mean, you would have thought that five, six years ago. No, you could tell me. You could click. Because it started before going out at the parties. He was at a, he was at a, a Texas party. A Texas... Mm. Texas University party that caused a big scene. Seen him out with Dre doing this and that. Now you could clearly tell before you even got to NFL, it was gonna be a problem. But I could definitely see him more humbled now. Like you said, like I mean, if you're a team like the Patriots or you know, or a team that's in playoff contention, Super Bowl contention, and you need a quarterback, why not? Oh, like, but imagine if jo- imagine if Johnny Manziel's the guy to replace Tom Brady when he hangs it up. The fucking NFL would explode. <laughs> now that'd be the biggest meme. Okay, being honest of the century. How high is Johnny Manziel still? Like, how good can he be? We. It's not like we didn't see him play. It's not like he was on crack during the games he played, and it's like his excuse. Like you mean like comparing him, him to like an active player? No, not even just how, like how good can he really be? Like I don't think he's he's gonna be a good great quarterback if he comes back to the league even with a shot if he stays clean does what he has to do I think the league is too complex and and you know his window he's still young it's not like he's not young and and mentally capable of being a quarterback but just with with the pressure he's gonna be receiving with with everything on his plate I don't I don't see him striving as an his ceiling might be like bench quarterback like. Tyrod Taylor on a good day. That might be right. his ceiling. Right. Like a Tyrod type player when Tyrod has a really good game. And that's not... That might be his ceiling. That's not great. When I think of Johnny, I think of Lamar Jackson. Yeah, they, they played sim- they played similar shape, you know? Exactly, yeah. They played similar styles. That's why I'm excited to see a, a Lamar Jackson. And, and I'm glad that he's not, you know, standing up for himself and telling everybody, listen, I'm a quarterback, like we were saying, because look at Shoelace. Denar Robinson was one of the best college quarterbacks, you know, as far as athletic in, in wise, recent memory. Yeah. And in recent memory, yeah. And what happened to him? He's last I heard, he fell asleep driving in Jacksonville on the road. Like they turned him into this wide receiver and then never got him. Nothing, and that was it. Yeah. Private squad king. So, I'm rooting for Johnny though. Oh I, yeah. I'm thinking some team will give him a chance to see what he can do. He'll, he he might be on a practice squad. He might be a a third string. Play preseason, see, I know what, see what he can do. Real quickly on basketball, uh, Isaiah Thomas. I wanted to get into the yeah. Isaiah Thomas situation. It's mm. pretty unfortunate. Because four months. We had this guy as an MVP candidate at the end of last season. Shoot, yeah, at the, at the end of last season. And frankly, he shouldn't have played in the playoffs versus Cleveland, versus, uh, you know, in the playoffs at all, just for his better health. But the Celtics 
kind of went selfish there and they realized they wanted a chance to win and they weren't they didn't even get close they lost to, they lost to the Cavs by 50 in one of those games so it was kind of pointless to even have him play that year and it really messed up his hip more had to go into the offseason with surgery during the off well in the playoffs you know his unfortunate event with him losing his sister uh that took a toll on him mentally during the offseason Kyrie or before the offseason Kyrie came and you know, made it known he wanted to be gone. So there goes Dan Gilbert and, and Danny Ainge making magic. Swap them out. IT's going to Cleveland now. Cleveland doesn't work out for anything. They got Dwayne Wade over there. They got Jay Crowder. They got IT. They got, you know, all these new dudes. And, and it just doesn't work out. So they ship them to L.A. And meanwhile, we're talking about the Celtics, the Lakers, and the Cavs, which is LeBron. So you have the doctors for the Celtics, the doctors for the Lakers, and LeBron's team doctor couldn't figure this out. Mm-hmm. You know, and you don't know who to blame. You don't know, because it can't be IT. You know, it's not like he's telling the doctors, like, listen, I don't care. I'm going to play. I'm going to play. He's getting cleared by these doctors. And, and I mean, look, he has to have a second surgery. I mean. They go um, send him to, to the Packers doctor. <laughs> Don't tell Marty. <clears throat> Marty B. No, it's sad. I mean, he was a you know a Brinks truck type player, like like he said himself. And I thought he could have got a max contract if he if he stayed in Boston or you know if he actually mm-hmm. finished last this season in Boston and just you know played out his contract year, somebody would have paid a bag. But they kind of just exposed him, you know, like they they just like nah, nah, one to two year deal, you know. Hey, but they they fucking finessed it because they got Kyrie out of him. So Danny Ainge snapped for real. Because the biggest question when it first happened was who who was the winner, mm-hmm. and we couldn't tell because you know we knew it wasn't gonna play mm-hmm. until after the break. I mean, we obviously knew what Kyrie brought to the table, but we also knew it healthy what he brought right. was a fucking MVP. And they're candidate. both they're both you know defensive liabilities. So it's really. IT's the king of the fourth. He was the king of the fourth. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and his scoring. He dropped 50 plus on us last yeah. year. Scoring came easy to him. So it's not like there was a worry of IT. It's just now there's a worry because we didn't know if he was going to be fine with his hip surgery from last year. And he obviously wasn't. And now he's going to have a second one in two years. How good can you be and how strong can you come back from that? You so, need your hip. Yeah. It's not like an ankle or finger yeah that's your fucking hip your whole body depends on your hip (laughs) so uh, wild before we go we wanted to get into uh i guess our final thoughts leave you guys out with something each of each of us thought of this week a little fun fact or whatnot justin if you want to get it started alan hearns the new uh dallas cowboy wide receiver Normally, wear, well, he did wear 88 in Jacksonville, but after signing with uh, Dallas, he I think he was on a radio show, um, and he had told them that he was switching his number from 88 to 17 in honor of the 17 victims in the Parkland shooting. So I thought that was a real nice homage. That was really nice to read, especially in this day and age, you know, I mean, he's definitely a Florida boy. Went to high school in Florida. Mm-hmm. P- 
Played for him, Miami. Ooh. Played for Jacksonville. Yep. So I thought that was very nice of him. And that was a nice homage for him to even be thinking about that miles away from home. He still had Parkland on his mind. So I thought that was nice. I love hearing shit like that because we don't have enough people. Good, like we don't have enough good news nowadays. It's all right. it's all about the bad. No one wants to report on the good. So I, I love hearing stuff like that. Um, mine is not a homage or anything like that. My, mine's a little more, I guess, light. Factual. More, yeah, just a fun fact. Um, an NBA fact. Every player with the last name Richardson to ever play in the NBA played shooting guard. And our very own Josh Richardson is on that list. There's only nine Richardsons in the history of the NBA, but... Sure enough, but the fact that they all played all... shooting guard. So if if your last name's Richardson, you're trying to make it to the league. Work on that three. Work on that three. Work on D. those ball handling skills. <laughs> work on that defense. Slide your feet. Work on that two guard, two guard <laughs> skill position. Slide player. your feet. Um, on the other hand, I just want to leave out with baseball started today, Thursday, uh, March 29th. It's back. We got. 161 more games of this. Jesus. Yeah, so not every, <laughs> not, every, not definitely not every game counts. We're going to have to um, suspend the podcast over the summer when there's <laughs> nothing but baseball on. <laughs> this is um, about to be the all things baseball podcast over the summer. Yeah, I'm about to be the biggest baseball fan <laughs> by the end of the year. I swear. Um, no, but I wanted to say that last year we saw how, how, how much baseball has evolved with the home run ball, and it's just deep ball after deep ball and pitchers are getting taken deep you know back in the days home runs weren't so rare but rare in a sense you know a 50 a 50 home run year or a 45 home run year was was great now you know there's there's at least five people that are expected to hit 45 home runs in a in a season uh the first pitch of the MLB season was a home run was a home run unfortunately it was to the Marlins (laughs) uh the Cubs bounced on them quick but other than that, 29 other home runs today. 29 other home runs today. And Giancarlo Stanton. That sounds like a lot. Debut in New York. Two homers. Two home runs. And uh, He's about to win MVP again. We have a designated hitter who plays for the Chicago White Sox. His name is Matt Davidson. Now, he joined... The Tigers, Dimitri Young, the Cubs, Tuffy Rhodes, and the Blue Jays, George Bell, as the only players in the history of the MLB to hit three home runs in an opening day game. His teammate had two. <laughs> so every year it's getting crazier, and, and this, this season feels nothing short of that. The, the Astros' first at-bat, Came off of a World Series, hit a home run. George Springer, right back at it. And he was the uh, MVP of the World Series. So that was pretty cool. I'm just glad baseball's back. I mean, honestly, sometimes it'll be like a Wednesday, Thursday night. There's no basketball, no football. And I got the MLB at bat app. <laughs> Throw my Red Sox game. And, I mean, I'm entertained. So I'm trying to get Justin and Danny to get on this. Take them to a Marlins game. I'll go to Marlins park game. at some girl, some some Spanish lady's house for like five bucks. <laughs> How much of the tickets? Like seventy five cents. Go to a Marlins game, get season tickets for twenty bucks. Like a dollar for the <laughs> get one hundred and sixty games for twenty bucks. 
No, it's not. It's probably like when you go to like a ale house or B dubs to watch like the UFC fight. Like they start you like, charge. yeah, cover charge. Like they start, <laughs> yo, wristband, nigga. Start, <laughs> like, pick a line, seat and just line seat. up. Like even if you get like a water, they charge you the price of a fountain drink. Like just like yo, if you get up, you'll see they ain't gonna be there. <laughs> I'd be down to go to a Marlins game. I would it, man. You gonna let me borrow like a jersey or something? I don't own any. <laughs> what do I have? I have a super big Giancarlo Stan jersey. I gotta burn. <laughs> And uh, we can Marlins. roll that up and smoke it. I, I don't have a Marlins. I'm not a Marlins fan. I'm a Red Sox fan, man. Word. When the Red Sox come to town, we'll if go. they do, I'm very, very excited we'll for that. Go. We'll go to a good game or a Mets game. They always, they always play the Mets good, and there are always a bunch of New York Ratchet people over there, so it's Hell fun yeah. to see. So we'll leave you guys off with that. See you next week for we're not, episode yeah. 30. We're not talking. We're not talking about titties this time. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. Ed- we're not ending it on some we're titty not talk. Going there. Titty oh. talk. Thank you guys. It's been a fun one. Peace. I might pull the billy out. I came up and I got richer than no handout. I'm a blocker, she a bird. Whole team, rich forever, that's my word. Ask me how we made it, it was destiny. Same bougie bitches calling, now they stalking me. All I know, I got a flex up. Drop a bag. She need me. My diamonds are clear as the TV. My water, my wrist is on Fiji. Money too tall, they grown up. Might pull out the Mazi, do donuts. She told me my pocket's so swole up. You get it too close, bitch, hold up. Racks, whole lot of bands on me. Got that chicken ball, a rollie, you can dance on me. And she cooking breakfast naked. Broke ass niggas say we wouldn't make it. I just signed a contract like a Lakers. Santorini, Greece, where I'ma take her. Blue and yellow diamonds like a Jacob Kissing on me, can't be smearing all that makeup Fucking up my beard, the barber see a baker Catch a flight, so it's time to get a taper Your homies pressing charges, nigga, you the plaintiff Suing for a nigga, bread, you need the Danish For this picture to be perfect, I'ma paint it Picasso with the pictures, bitches still my favorite now back to the flow, now back to the boss The darker her skin, the more I get off Peaking ring now with 80, coulda got in Mercedes Niggas singing rich forever, so you know we related So you know we related Yeah, you know we related I might pull the billy out I came up and I got rich, it ain't no handout I'm a blocker, she a bird Whole team, rich forever, that's my word Ask me how we made it, it was destiny Same bougie bitches calling, now they stalking me All I know, I got a flex up Drop a bag, ask my neck up You niggas fake it till they make it They need to stick to the base Gotta show out, drop a bag of me eight Y'all froze now, you're my change different race I'ma spend me a check and replace I just hit it, it's never relation With the killers like Freddie and Jason How I up them racks is amazing Oh, you flexing with packs, you gon' take it Me and my niggas came out when you trapping, make sure they can't trace it hey. I'ma jump in the coupe and I'm racing I'ma fuck on your boo in the race, yeah All these bro niggas talking, can't take can't it take We gon' pull up those shots at the Matrix yeah. Put fave in the clutch like Gacy hey. Rex, whole hey. lot of bands on me bands. Got that chicken ball, a rollie, you can dance on me And she cooking breakfast naked, naked. Broke ass niggas say we wouldn't make it <laughs>